right. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy, for being here. I'm just going to kind of give an introduction and then we'll get the, down to business. So uh, welcome to the webinar, 2020 Machine Needs Have Changed uh, by Joe Baker, Equipment Sales. And we have Tammy Baker, president with us uh, to talk about race shop machining equipment. Now I'm just going to read this. If you don't know about Joe Baker, Equipment Sales, I'm just going to read this from their ePart Trade Showcase. Uh, and they have a showcase that's one of the best on EPAR trade when it comes to machining equipment. So especially all, all, all the race engine builders out there, uh, get on EPAR trade, go take a look at Joe Baker Equipment Sales and uh, review it. Uh, so Joe Baker Equipment Sales is one of the largest automotive engine rebuilding equipment dealers in the USA. Uh, they specialize in Berco engine rebuilding equipment, parts and service, Comec engine rebuilding equipment, Winfield, uh, and, uh, and then they stock a large inventory of all brands of automotive engine rebuilding equipment and, uh, and all of race shop supply needs. They offer in-house equipment rebuilding and their inventory is always changing. So you just always want to be in contact with someone like Tammy. Uh, when you go on the website for uh, Joe Baker Equipment Sales, you basically see a lot, if not all the logos that you see when you go into a race shop, a race machining shop, and you look at the equipment and you see the logos on the equipment, those are logos on the website uh, for Joe Baker Equipment Sales. So I just want you to know, again, race engine builders, you're in the right place when you're talking to Joe Baker Equipment Sales. So um, to start us off, Tammy, just tell us what Joe Baker Equipment Sales does exactly. Well, we we sell new equipment, but we, we rebuild equipment. We buy used equipment and we take it down to the base. You know, when we rebuild it, we don't just clean it and put it aside. We test it. If it needs to be, re parts need to be replaced, we replace it and we put it to a quality test. And we take pride in what we do and we want the customer to get a good quality rebuilt piece of equipment. Okay. So when it comes to rebuilding a, a, a piece of equipment, uh, they're just kind of struggling and they're, they're losing productivity. So, so they call you up and then, is that right? Is that how it works? And then yeah. you make a decision to rebuild it. They bring the equipment to you or you go pick it up or how does that work? You send the guy uh, out there? A lot of times, basically like on the bigger equipment, on the Burko equipment, like a crank grinder, we'll do a, a core exchange. And we usually have like a, a crank grinder in stock and we'll swap the crank grinder out and we'll rebuild that core and have it ready for them if they have another one that they want to swap out. And we'll take that core down to the bare necessities and get every, you know the ways and everything scraped and up to up to what it should be the standard. And then we'll rebuild it the way it should be. And it you know it'll be ready to go for the next person. Okay, well, that just makes tons of sense. That's a very very practical, very real life solution to a, a frustrating problem. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it takes, you know, at least three months to rebuild a crank grinder. Wow. And uh, we, we have all the parts in-house, so it, it takes time. Yeah. And, but we also supply parts to our other customers. You know, we mainly supply Burko, Myra, Comec. You know, we're taking on the new line, Crafts, Industrious Crafts from Argentina. Very happy to have them aboard. So... It's an exciting time. I mean, 2020 has been hard on everybody, but you know, we're we're surviving. Well, that's good to hear, Tammy. 
And then uh, how is Joe doing in regards to health? You don't have to reveal anything private, but I just didn't want this moment to go by without telling you. We're thinking of Joe and sending him our best thoughts. Uh, it's been tough. Um, he's not doing well. Um, we are having hospice at home, so I've been working back and forth between home and the shop. Um, you know, we're doing the best that we can for him. Okay, well, he's a great guy. I'm sorry he's got this health challenge he's got to meet, and we just hope for the best. We need him back out there in the industry. Thank you. And then, uh, Tammy, you and Joe are quite familiar with the racing industry, and I try to stress that in my introduction, but maybe you could explain more how you're connected to the racing industry. I mean, you're always at the PRI trade show and the famous machinery row section. Right. Well, we have a lot of friends that are, you know, uh, drag racers. Uh, we have local drag racers here, D and D. Um, you know, we've got we have an ex employee that's a, a drag racer, so we're heavy into that. We do like Eldora, um, you know, sprint car. We love sprint car racing. I love the dirt tracks more than I do the NASCAR and all that. I, I just like to see it the high banks. And uh, we're into the racing, so you know we like to see see the people at the at the PRI. And uh, this week's been tough. You know we usually get to see all the people at PRI and see all of our our associates and everything, and it it's been tough. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a tragedy to get through this year w without the trade shows. But uh, that's why we, we felt that too. And we wanted to put together something. We just felt that that all important annual gathering just needed to happen one way or another. And, right. And we knew we could provide a, a safe place for it. Yeah. And it, I'm glad you did something like this because it brings everybody together. Um, you know, usually we have a lot of the, the Europeans come in. Um, everybody out of the country used to come in and, and it's, it's separated everybody. And I do a lot of business out of the country also. Wow. I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, tell, yes. tell, tell us about that. Um, I do a lot of business. Um, we have the Winfield fixture production fixture that we use in the surfacers. And I sell some of those like into Australia, over into Italy and over there. And, um, you know, you get to know these people and they come to the shows and they like to see what you're you're putting in your booths and what you're showing and what's new and things to how did you make this better than last year and you know it, it's it's just nice to see who you're selling to oh yeah yeah it, i like talking to different people and uh i was a shy kid at, you know i never i wouldn't say boo to anybody and now i talk to everybody and uh, that's one of the great things about getting older, you know, you, you, you <laughs> lose that shyness. Yes, you do. And I, I like this business yeah. and uh, I love talking to my customers. And, uh, and then the, the, the name of the, the webinar title is 2020 Machine Needs Have Changed. So I, I just want to touch upon that because so, so we don't blow right by kind of the name of the title. Uh, what the what do we mean? 2020 machine needs have changed. Where are we at? The, 
the reason I've said that is because of 2020 with the coronavirus, we've got more diesel trucks on the road. You've got these guys working harder and harder to make deliveries. They're trying to provide. So you've got more breakdowns of the trucks. So the shops that I've been getting calls from, they're needing bigger equipment to provide more diesel. So we've had to provide bigger surfacers to provide their needs, bigger seat and guide machines. You know, they want to do the ISX and the bigger heads and everything. So that's why I had that title because they're doing the bigger trucks. Mm. You know, they're picking up more on sales on Myra has picked up because they're doing diesel on the road. They're having to do it out in the field. Wow. Yeah, it, it's I'm seeing bigger purchasing that way. Okay. So well, that's good to know. I mean, a lot of times a race engine builder has a perspective on his more or less neighborhood, his local track, you know, and, and his, his region. But you have a, a national, even a global perspective. So it, it's good to hear from you kind of what, what the general trends are out there. Right, right. And uh, it, last year, it wasn't that way. It was kind of a mix. This year, because of the pandemic, it's changed. So, you know, and more people are buying more Myra cutters and more of this and this because they're, they are doing bigger work. And I want to tell everybody, you can uh, send a question to us through the chat uh, option at the bottom of the Zoom screen. You'll see chat down there. Press that button and you can type something in. And we got a nice comment. Uh, once you purchase from, the Baker, from Baker Equipment, you are not just a customer. You're a part of a bigger family. Thanks, Joe Sr., Joe Jr., Tammy, and the guys. <laughs> uh, that's quite a statement. Thank you. Uh, a lot yeah. of times in racing, you know, we, we talk about parts or, you know, machining equipment, but uh, a lot of uh, keys to the success of race teams, of racing organizations, it, it comes down to people. And the, the people part of Joe Baker equipment sales is really neat. Right, right. And I try to treat people how I want to be treated. And I, I joke with the customers and, you know, you got to. And these times and these days, you've got to have a sense of humor. You, yeah. know, it, you can't be a dry fuddy-duddy. No, that, that doesn't work in the racing business, that's for sure. No, I don't no. think I've been a dry fuddy-duddy yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let them in. <laughs> and then I should point out also that, and you mentioned it, but you sell fixtures and also machining tools. Is that right? Why don't you describe that part of the business? The fixtures, um, you know, that's like the, the Winfield fixtures. They come in three different sizes. Um, yeah, it all depends. They go up from the 32 to 40 to the 46 inch fixtures to go in the bigger surfacers. It all depends on the size of the work. And then if you want to do um, V blocks and all that stuff. And then like on our boring milling machines, we put in the blueprinting fixtures. And, you know, it, and on the 
boring milling machines, we put the digital readouts. Um, we offer the Cat 40 spindle. You know, there's different spindles on those. It's just, there's a wide range of things you can do with so much of that equipment. Um, tooling, there's a, such a wide range. I've been working with customers this week with line boring. A lot of line boring has come around. Um, that's a big thing right now. Cylinder boring. It's just, it's opening up. I mean, customers are saying they're busy, but then I see so many shops closing and it's scary. Um, I'm and sorry I, that. So far, I haven't heard of anybody closing, so I, I, I just must have missed it, but uh, I hate hearing that. Well, here's, here's the way I find out is because we have a mailing list and we mail out flyers and um, we get a lot of them back or they'll call and say, I'm sorry, we're, we've closed our business or I get two to three calls a week. Hey, do you want to buy a business? Yeah. You know, it, it's sad. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I've had customers that I've known ever since I moved to the state of Ohio, they're closed. I had one closed last week and uh, he's just done. Yeah. And, uh, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I got another question for you, Tammy. And, uh, just, I'll ask they're sending us questions. So I'll just send them to you. Bring them on. What's the price comparison between the new Crafts machine and Saturdays? Um, the Crafts machine is 29.5 and it has a vacuum tester with a tool sharpener built into it. A Saturday machine, I would say just your base tooling, it's right around that 50, 60,000 mark. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm a Surdy rep in Kentucky, parts of Ohio and Indiana, but I'm partial to the, to the uh, crafts machine. Okay. Because of what it can do. Okay. All right. And then uh, other than the actual equipment, it, it always seemed that buying race shop machinery is uh, you're kind of starting a relationship as we kind of talked about before, such as training. So, how does Joe Baker equipment sales do? You sell the new machine, but you want to get them off to a, a strong, fast start and get the training as solid and kind of as quickly and efficiently as possible. Mm -hmm. How does that work, Tammy? Uh, my guys are pretty well trained. I have one guy that is very knowledgeable of the machines, and he sets them up here. He tests them before we set them up to go. Um, he puts like on the boring mill machines, he'll personally himself put the newel readouts and everything on and I'll go over it with him and I'll test them and look at them to make sure everything, the XYZ is okay. And then he'll put the blueprinting fixture in and I'll give it the final okay, say yes, it's doing what it's supposed to. And then he'll either deliver it and set it up if the customer requests it or We'll have it delivered, and if there's any problems, then the customer will call, and we'll walk him through it. Or if he wants us to come out, we'll go out. Whatever so it, it takes, huh? Yeah, whatever it takes. We want that customer happy. That's, that's neat. It just seems like you have a, a friendly operation going on there and, and a trustworthy operation. That's really cool. Yeah. 
I've, I've been in a lot of shops. Yeah, you see a woman walking in and they're thinking, oh, Lord, here she comes. She doesn't know anything. And then, you know, it's a surprise to them. And then uh, somebody buys a, a piece of equipment and a machine and they buy it in 2018. And 2020, something new comes along. Either it's the manufacturer has a way to update that equipment and, and make it a little bit more contemporary, possibly just with a software change. Or it could be a new fixture that, that really goes with what that guy's doing. What, what does Joe Baker Equipment Sales do when it comes to updating people about the equipment that they already own? Uh, we offer the update. We'll, we'll give them a price break or, you know, we'll, we'll help them out. And then what um, do you, you send them an email and tell them it's available and, and all that? Just, yeah, yeah. I'll personally call them and say, hey, this came out. Would you like to upgrade or, you know, would you like to change it out or what's your preference? Yeah, I don't have a problem calling them. And then if a race engine builder is watching right now, and again, we have people watching from all over the world and, and they have a piece of equipment machinery that they want to buy. And some of those things are very expensive. What's your advice to the race engine builder on kind of an approach to go shopping, questions to ask, we can send them to Joe Baker Equipment Sales as, as the first option. But just the idea of how do you pencil it out before you go shopping? What questions do you ask? What's your advice? First of all, you want to start small. You don't want to go with the big list. Some guys will say, well, I'm, I'm going to build a whole shop. And that's your first mistake. You want to start out small, you know, get a few machines, get them paid off, start making some money, and then start buying machinery as you can. You know, when you start seeing you're making more and more money, then you start building up on that. You know, you know, unless you got, you know, a big banker behind you that's got millions of dollars to spend, that's fine. But that'd be nice. Yeah, that's, that's the mistake a lot of people make is they buy too big, too fast, and then they're out of business within months that can't afford that, that loan. Yeah. So you got to decide what part they want to start on, whether they want to be a surfacing service. You know, you can't do it all at once. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like they have to pencil it out pretty good so they know it. It's going to low, uh, lower um, their overhead costs, maybe, or yes. their productivity, or add a new source of sales. It, it seems like they should add and subtract and multiply and divide a lot yes. to make sure it, it's, it's not going to take anything away from the profitability of the business. Correct. Correct. And I encourage them to buy good quality used equipment if they're buying used. Don't buy something that they haven't seen in operation. You know, that's, that's what scares me. If you haven't seen it run or it's been sitting for many, many years, buyer beware. Right, right. And, and it, you have used equipment for sale. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. What, what, what do you have? You just have it in your, your showroom at your facility and, and somebody can come over and plug it in? Yeah. And... yeah, we have it here. Give us a couple of days notice. We'll bring it out. We'll plug it in. And if you want to run it, whatever. You're welcome to. Same with the new equipment. We'll plug it in and you can run it. 
And then when it comes to used equipment, and when you get the used equipment in your shop, uh, do you do things to it and, and rebuild yeah. it before it's for sale? Okay. Yes, we'll clean it up and replace whatever needs to be replaced. That sounds like a pretty good option for a lot of uh, small <laughs> race engine shops. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you handle financing? How, how does financing work? Uh, we used to do a lot of in-house financing, but with Joe getting down in his health, we've stopped doing that. We handle with a couple different leasing companies. We ask them to go through. And uh, Univest is one of them. And then... Um, you know, there's a couple other leasing companies out there that are pretty good. First lease. So you have someone recommend and you can do the introductions and all that. Right, right. Okay. And then is there anything kind of new over at Joe Baker Equipment Sales that you're really proud of? You like having it in your website? And if, uh, you know, this is kind of a trade show experience here, what would you be exhibiting at the trade show? Um. Well... We have a new surfacer from Argentina, the Industrious Crass. Uh, we have it in our showroom right now, but they, they kind of messed up on the electronics, but that's okay. Um, I was hoping to see, get, see it run this week, but they're overnight and everything. And it's, a, it's for diesel. It's a 112 inch table on it. I was hoping to get to play with it a little bit, but maybe next week. Yeah. And um, they've got some new little toy gadgets. You know, it's good for shop, but rod bushing inserter and installer. So there's just, you know, the seat and guide and um, line bore machine we would have put in, um, uh, cylinder head bench, you know, just in a quick way valve refacer we would have put in. Okay. So, yeah. We do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, Argentina, I'm convinced that they, they can be really good down there yes. and doing some really advanced uh, technical work. Uh, some great uh, race parts manufacturers from Argentina include some that we're not as aware of as much as we should be. And mm -hmm. so it's interesting that they hear that they have uh, machining equipment too, because I, I think they can do it down there in Argentina. Yes, they can. They're very good quality equipment. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something that might be a little bit off the wall, but uh, I'll ask you. Okay. We had a great webinar yesterday about women in motorsports, and it's becoming less and less of a subject as I talk to you and, and your president of the company, uh, my friend and co-worker, Judy Keene. She's co-founder of ePartTrade.com. So She's a hoot. <laughs> yeah, she is. And so, so women have zoomed to the top of racing uh, in the industry all over the place. So uh, if a young woman might be in college and, and they want a career in motorsports and they hear you talking, Tammy, and you're, you're president of the company, what advice uh, would you give a young woman uh, thinking about entering the racing business? Go for it. Just go for it. Don't look back. Just uh, hold your head high. Take it all in and keep on learning. Uh, that's really good advice. And, uh, you know, it, the, I, I'm still learning. I'm learning every day. You know, since Joe's been down and I've been running it, I'm, I'm learning every day. 
And the other thing you might tell them is, is uh, what's it like working in the racing industry? Is it fun? Yes. Yes, it's fun. It is fun. So the people are extraordinary. So they are. They are. I really enjoy this, this group of people. You get to meet a lot of special people. Yeah, we're kind of coming down to the end here. Tammy, maybe just one more question. Uh, plans for 2021. Is there anything about 2021 looking ahead that you want to talk about? Um, I just, uh, I pray that everybody stays healthy and um, 2021 gets better for everybody. It's got to. Yes. Yes. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePARTRADE as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now, and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePARTRADE.